BCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the Internet at bcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. And we do thank you for joining us on Crosstalk here on VCY America. Ladies and gentlemen, the stories are becoming all too frequent with athletes uh, ranging from youth to teens to college age collapsing or, or dying suddenly. A surfer standing on his board and suddenly collapsing into the water. A middle school teacher collapsing in front of her class and dying. An airline pilot who became incapacitated shortly after takeoff and later dying, a news executive, a kindergarten student, an American Idol contestant dying suddenly, and the list goes on. I've seen a couple of news reporters on the scene who became suddenly unstable right after going on camera, doing their live reporting, and have it uh, quickly turned back to the studios. Have you wondered what's going on? Is there any connection to COVID? Is there any connection to the shot? How long is this going to continue on? What is happening? Well, joining us today here on Crosstalk, we welcome back Dr. Elizabeth Lee, the lead president and CEO of Truth for Health Foundation. They're a nonprofit public charity. Uh, since February of 2020, she's been part of the team of frontline physicians treating COVID early at home. With Dr. Peter McCullough, she is a co-author, editor of the Guide to COVID Early Treatment, Options to Stay Out of Hospital and Save Your Life. Dr. Valid is a 2014 Ellis Island Medal of Honor recipient for her national and international educational efforts in health, wellness, and endocrine aging in men and women. Uh, she's a past director of the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons. She has her medical degree, uh, MD, from uh, an internship in internal medicine at Eastern Virginia Medical School and completely uh, uh, completed her special training at Johns Hopkins uh, she is speaking today as an independent physician. She's not a spokesperson for any health care system or pharmaceutical company or insurance plan or political party. I mean, she is a patient advocate. Dr. Vliet, welcome back here to Crosstalk. Oh, Jim, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to be with you on Crosstalk, where we can integrate faith and health. Indeed. Well, you heard my introduction, and these stories are popping up all around the country and, frankly, around the world. And I've seen some crazy stories trying to link this to global climate change. But um, I, I know you interact with many in the medical profession. You study this issue. You wrote a book with a cardiologist, Dr. Peter McAuliffe. Uh, can you provide any insight as to what is taking place? I mean, is there any relationship to, to COVID? Is it related to the shot? Is there any connection whatsoever what is happening absolutely there's a direct connection with the covid shot primarily and people need to understand that they knew the toxicity of the experimental mrna and lipid nanoparticle technology they knew the toxicity of that 20 years ago and went ahead with it anyway i just did an interview myself with dr mike eaton and one of the pharma insiders who's had a career in the safe manufacturing processes and the good manufacturing practices that have all been thrown out the window with these COVID shots. Let me explain a couple of things that will make more sense to your listeners. Number one, the SARS-CoV-2 virus was engineered to be more lethal and to increase the inflammatory response and the blood clotting response, it was built on the backbone of a simple cold coronavirus and made more lethal in the bioweapons laboratory, beginning at UNC in North Carolina under Dr. Ralph Barrick, and then continuing at the Wuhan Institute of Virology when Fauci improperly and illegally and directed U.S. taxpayer dollars to the Wuhan Institute of Virology in violation of President Obama's directive to stop the gain-of-function research and in violation of a second directive from the later president, Donald Trump, both administrations banned the gain-of-function research that Fauci and Barrick were undertaking. 
this is all well-documented. It's been going on for a long time. So the coronavirus, SARS-CoV-2, was engineered to be more lethal, to cause more inflammation and blood clotting. That's partly why people who were older, people who were obese, diabetic, had high blood pressure, kidney disease, that's why they got so sick from COVID because they were prevented from getting early treatment when primary care docs didn't treat out patients. They were sent to the ER to get, they were told to go home and get sicker, and if they got short of breath, go to the ER. That's, that's appalling. That's a violation of all of our standards of early intervention in medicine. That's, that's as stupid as saying, well, you have cancer stage one in the breast, go home and wait until it becomes stage four and it's spread to the lymph nodes, then you can go to the ER and then we'll try to treat you. So I just want your common sense listeners to put on their common sense hat and realize nothing in medicine has ever been done that way until the COVID pandemic. So that's problem number one. People who had COVID and who have antibodies to it are more at risk for exaggerated damage after the COVID shot. And if you remember, when the COVID shots were rolled out, they didn't tell the public that they hadn't studied the fact whether it prevented transmission. It didn't. And they knew all of the adverse effects, which the public wasn't told. And they were told, you need to do the shots to protect the ones you love, Children were pushed to get the shots later to protect their grandparents. None of that was true. It was all a lie. So, you ha- and people were not told that normally in medicine, we never vaccinate people who've had the illness and recovered. If you think about it, we don't vaccinate people who had measles. We don't vaccinate people who've had mumps. And we... We don't vaccinate in the middle of an outbreak of an infectious illness. All of those basic principles of medicine were violated with the COVID shot. That's the second problem. If you give a experimental gene therapy shot like the COVID shot to people who already have antibodies to the SARS-CoV virus because they had COVID, then they get even more exaggerated inflammation and blood clotting. And what's happening, you introduced me as CEO of the public charity, and that's true. That's the bulk of my work right now to try and help people get help and solutions and legal defense grants and many other things we're doing. But I still have a private medical practice And I'm treating patients. I'm treating vaccine-injured patients. I'm monitoring them. And I can tell you unequivocally what's happening is that primary care doctors across the U.S. are failing to monitor the inflammatory markers and blood clotting markers in patients who've gotten the COVID shot. And it's even more critical in those who had COVID and then got the shot. They're failing to monitor those blood tests along the way, and people are slowly developing more and more blood clots, more and more inflammation of the heart, the lungs, the brain, kidneys, even the ovaries and testicles. And as they progressively develop more micro blood clots, they become major blood clots and can lead to the sudden death. The sudden cardiac death is a reflection of blood clots and inflammation affecting the heart muscle and the the blood vessels. Blood vessels are damaged. The heart muscle is damaged. There are micro blood clots. It is a, a perfect storm of damage to the body, and it's, it's slowly progressing over time. I have people that, in my practice, it got the shot at the beginning of 2021. This is now the beginning of 2023. Two years later, their antibodies to the spike protein are still sky high. Their D-dimer, the blood clot marker, is going up, not coming down. I tell you, this is a ticking time bomb. 
people's bodies are undergoing damage that's progressing and their doctors are not checking it. And Jim, what I want your listeners to know, patients are going to have to get much more proactive to take charge of their health and listen to what I'm saying. We created the Vaccine Injury Treatment Guide. My Truth for Health Foundation team and I have written a Vaccine Injury Treatment Guide and page 11 and 12 in that guide, it's free on our website, truthforhealth.org. Page 11 and 12 list all of the diagnostic studies that are necessary to do for people who've had the COVID shots. They are blood tests, and then I have a second page of specialty imaging studies for the brain, the heart, the lungs, the abdomen, ovaries, so on. These specialty studies need to be done for people who've gotten the shot, especially if they've gotten multiple boosters that add to the damage. The more boosters you get, the more cumulative damage you have. This is a staggering problem, and we have only begun to see the tip of the iceberg. So I really urge your listeners, if you value your life and your health, and the loved ones around you, go and download that vaccine injury treatment guide, read it, learn the steps for your roadmap to recovery, learn how to find out if you have this problem going on. You know, Jim, people have termite inspectors come to check their home for termite damage before the damage gets so bad that it causes a collapse of a wall or something. And... Termites, you don't see what's happening until suddenly there's so much damage that you lose a window or you lose a wall or there there is something that starts being very, very serious. Well, that's a good analogy for what's happening with these micro blood clots. It, it's, it's like the hidden damage of termites for your house. The micro blood clots are causing hidden damage throughout your body. You can pick it up early with these blood tests that I just named and more. They're all on my list. And I decided that even though that's what I developed for my medical practice, I had to put it out there as an educational guide in the foundation that's doing educational work as a a public charity that's supported by donors so that people knew what to ask for. Doctors are not telling patients, all you listeners out there are going to have to be a very proactive patient, and you're going to have to take charge, read what you need to know, and start pushing to get these tests done. And again, the website? Truth, F-O-R-Health.org. Truth? And it's free to download the Vaccine Injury Treatment Guide, and anyone who's had any complications... Please fill out our Citizens Vaccine Injury Report. We are helping people find legal avenues of help, medical avenues of help, and this is the Citizens Initiative. We're up against a break. We'll be back in one minute. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, geologist and president of the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, how fast are the continents eroding? Chris, the answer to this question might surprise you. We know the volume of the continents above sea level. When rain falls on the continents, it erodes them grain by grain, and we can measure how much solid material is in the water as it finally reaches the ocean. As it turns out, the continents are eroding at such a rapid rate, they'll all be gone in 14 million years. But according to evolution, the continents are hundreds of millions of years old. Yet they're eroding so fast that they're not going to last. Something is wrong with that millions of years picture. The measurements we make are much more in line with the creation, flood, young earth account. The continents don't fit the evolution idea, but they do fit the back to Genesis idea. To learn more about creation, get our free DVD called That's a Fact. Call us at 800-628-7640 and mention the promo code FACT. (laughs) 
You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. Dr. Elizabeth Lee Valit with us here today, uh, who is president and CEO of Truth for Health Foundation, but she's also involved in private practice. And uh, folks, as she mentioned, the Vaccine Injury Treatment Guide is available through her website at uh, truthforhealth.org, truthforhealth.org, and four is spelled out, F-O-R. Doctor, I I have a story here from CBN News indicating an American Heart Association journal published a study confirming that mRNA-based vaccines can cause myocarditis in certain adolescents and young adults. A peer-reviewed study published in uh, the journal called Circulation uh, it examined the cases of 16 adolescents and young adults hospitalized in Massachusetts General Hospital or Boston Children's that were suffering from post-vaccine myocarditis uh, between January of 21, February of 22, and concludes that those 16 young people had markedly uh, elevated levels of full-length spike protein in their blood uh, that was... Uh, uh, unbound by antibodies. And also I saw a story on LifeSiteNews.com that uh, almost one in five, mostly male teens, are showing cardiac symptoms after their second Pfizer mRNA, uh, mRNA uh, vaccine. Uh, really, this is quite alarming, but uh, to have now groups like American Heart Association pointing this out? Well, finally, I mean, the signals were there of risk and myocarditis, and Dr. McCullough and many of us were bringing this to the public's attention yes. in as early as March 2021 after the shots rolled out. It w- and this was known from earlier pharmaceutical company studies, and there were deaths in the clinical trial that were covered up. There were heart damage side effects in the clinical trials that were covered up. So the fact that this is finally coming out two years later means that we have tragically lost a lot of lives for toxicity that was known before they rolled out the shot. It goes to the intentionality of harm, and those that is one of the basis of many lawsuits that are going forward, including the Brook Jackson T. Tam case in Texas, led by Warner Mendenhall and his team. In addition, the Florida's Governor Ron DeSantis has petitioned the Supreme Court for a grand jury in Florida to investigate the criminal fraud in the clinical trials and in the rollout of the shots. And the Supreme Court in Florida agreed to that. The The grand jury is being brought together and We are, our foundation experts are in the background assisting with that. And in fact, for all of your listeners, those of you living in Florida, please go to our website and fill out that Citizens Vaccine Injury Reporting form if you've had any vaccine complications, because without disclosing your identity, we are providing a summary of that Florida data the Florida investigators. So we want to hear from you, and this is your chance to find out what's going on and how you can be helpful in getting data to support the legal action. Hmm. Doctor, I'd like you to uh, to get your thoughts as well on what's being called subvariants. Uh, for instance, there's reportedly an Omicron subvariant, they're calling XBB 1.5, that New York City health officials are saying is more likely to infect individuals who've been vaccinated as well as those with natural immunity. Your comments on, on what's uh, being reported as subvariants? This is all a deception of the public. Viruses normally mutate to become less lethal over time, not more so. And they normally don't progress in the way that we're being told. And one of the reasons that you're seeing all these supposed variants has to do with the fact that the vaccines were rolled out in the middle of the pandemic when people were getting naturally infected. They were given to people who already had antibodies. And then you're getting 
the toxicity effects and you're suppressing people's immune system. And this is, this was all known. You know, Jim, the public doesn't realize veterinarians have known about these problems for decades. For example, antibody dependent enhancement syndrome. They know, which is what's happening to people who had antibodies to COVID from being sick and then get the shots and then they have an exaggerated antibody response and they have more damage to their bodies. That's putting it simply in layman's terms. But veterinarians have known about that. In animals, they know that if they vaccinate only a few animals in the litter, that the other animals will get sick and sicker so they have to vaccinate them all because of the shedding problem, then they also know that animals who've been vaccinated and have the virus exposed to it again get sicker and often die. So this whole problem that we're facing right now is is known by immunologists. It's known by vaccine experts. We have people like Geert Vandenbosche in Germany trying to warn the public. We had Dr. Sukarit um, Barty. I'm sorry, I'm not pronouncing your name correctly. Also from Germany, leading immunologist trying to warn the public. We had Dr. Mike Eden speaking out as a pharma insider immunologist who spent his career in developing these products with Pfizer. You know, there were so many people trying to warn the public and the censorship and suppression and demonization of these true watchmen on the wall who are courageously warning the public. It, that has cost lives, and the blood is on the hands of the censors, the big tech censors, the government, bureaucrats, the journals, all of these major organizations and institutions and big tech and big government and big pharma and big medicine, all of them have blood on their hands from censoring the courageous physicians who've been trying to warn of the problems. And that's certainly happening here in the States as well. Oh, it's been happening globally. That was part of the plan mm -hmm. because the, the rollout of the COVID illness, the rollout of the COVID shots, was all orchestrated, and WHO was in charge of the public health response globally for all 196 countries that signed on to the International Health Regulatory Agreement in 2005 that gave control of the public health response to WHO in the setting of a public health emergency of international concern. When Tedros declared COVID, use that legal buzzword, public health emergency of international concern, in March of 2020, that kicked in the 2005 International Health Regulatory Legal Framework that gave global control of all of the messaging and all of the public health response mm -hmm. in every country that had signed it, and that was 196 signers, including the U.S. Well, and then you have the totalitarian control of the media and the messaging. They even have a playbook outlining the propaganda to use. You know, what's, what's amazing with this, I mean, we just saw President Biden again lengthen this health emergency in the United States, even though months ago he declared that the pandemic is over. Uh, his Department of Justice fighting for mask, uh, you know, forced masking, and, and he continues to, to come against his own military members who refused the shot. Uh, is this about power and control? Absolutely. It's the totalitarian takeover of the Constitutional Republic of the United States. We're the last great country standing. If you look at what's happening, South America has gone completely Marxist with the stolen election in Brazil. That's been well documented. They know how many votes were flipped from Bolsonaro to the Marxist candidate. And they know who did it. And they have the IP addresses. Retired military generals who've been monitoring this have spoken out on that extensively. But again, that's covered up, that's censored. And in the United States, by ex 
extending the public health emergency of international concern and using that legal framework that had already been set up in 2005, they allow the militarization of the public health response. And essentially, Jim, although the public may not want to hear this, we have been under a militarized medical martial law since the pandemic was declared in 2020. Constitutional rights have been suspended. We just are in the middle of advocating and getting legal help for a U.S. Marine stationed in Japan, a young woman who was arrested and put in the brig just Monday this week for refusing to wear an emergency use authorized unlicensed mask, which she was being ordered to do. That's an unlawful order in the military. Uniform Code of Military Justice clearly states that any service member has the right to refuse an unlicensed emergency use authorized product. All the masks, all the test kits, and all the COVID shots are unlicensed emergency use products only. None of them are FDA approved for the purpose of preventing COVID. And even the public doesn't know this today, three years later. The people are under the deception, and you and I know this is spiritual as well as medical and economic and political. Mm -hmm. They're under the deception of the enemy, enemies domestic and foreign, who are trying to control the American people and undo our constitutional republic. It's all there. It's all in their playbooks. We have it documented in many resources on our website. People can go to VaxChoice, where all these documents are posted. We have the playbook they're using with the scripts for the propaganda. It's all there. It is not a theory about a conspiracy. It is a conspiracy that's been developed over the last 60 years, gradually, slowly, and the tentacles have reached into every aspect of all of the institutions in our country. Churches, hospitals, medical societies, medical journals, legal firms, government agencies, the military leadership has been transformed into a woke social justice movement purging the military of Christians, people of faith, and people who stand for the U.S. Constitution. We have been documenting that for ages. There were 197 officers under Obama that were summarily fired because they took their kept their oath to the Constitution. They were not political animals. Friends, again, that website, Vax Choice, uh, double X, V-A-X-X, VaxChoice.com. We'll be back in one minute with uh, Dr. Vallee. You're listening to Crosstalk. How much do you know about the end of the world? Have you heard of worldwide pandemics? Weapons of mass destruction? Threats from Russia and Asia? Clamor for globalization? Hand implants for commerce and security? Violent persecution? What about intensifying wickedness? All of this is predicted in the book of Revelation. In the book, The 50 Final Events in World History, author Robert Morgan simplifies what many have found complex, providing a comprehensive yet easy-to-understand overview of the book of Revelation, which translates the events of Revelation both literally and sequentially. Walk step-by-step through the prophetic events yet to unfold. The 50 Final Events in World History is available from VCY for a donation of $18 or more when you call 1-800-729-9829. 1-800-729-9829. 
You're tuned to Crosstalk here on VCY America. COVID, shots, sudden deaths, what's going on? Well, with us today, Dr. Elizabeth Lee Valit, not only in private practice, but president and CEO of Truth for Health Foundation, truthforhealth.org. That's truthforhealth.org. Uh, we'll get to phone lines here in just a moment, uh, but uh, Dr. Valit, on Sunday uh, of this week, Western Journal reported that Moderna is currently developing an mRNA shot that aims to help the body produce relaxin, a hormone that can increase blood flow and potentially reduce the risk of a heart attack. It has used the same technology as COVID-19 vaccine. The shot known as mRNA-0184 would be injected directly into the heart. That's according to the UK Daily Mail. Uh, is this something, I mean, just the mRNA technology, should that cause people's ears to perk up and take heed as to what's going on here? Uh, it would definitely be something I would be very alarmed about because I've already been interviewing and have on our team pharmaceutical company career insiders who are specialists in drug development, manufacturing, distribution, and safety standards. And they have been disclosing in our whistleblower reports that the FDA, Department of Defense, HHS, all of the usual three-letter agency culprits in this whole disaster, have waived good manufacturing practices, which have been requirements in the pharmaceutical industry for the entire modern era since World War II. They have abandoned the good manufacturing practices requirements the FDA quietly announced in the spring of 2022 that they were not requiring Big Pharma to disclose the ingredients or do new safety studies for the extension of the mRNA technology into other vaccines. I think the public should be very skeptical given the ways that pharma, Pfizer, Moderna, J&J, AstraZeneca, all of them have lied to the public, kept risk hidden, and have not disclosed deaths and injuries from their shots until they were forced to do so by a court of law. I think the public should be very skeptical of any of these new announcements and There's no way that I could ethically recommend an injection into the heart with an experimental technology like mRNA shots that had not had many years of safety studies, first in animals, first in the lab, then in animals, and then in carefully supervised clinical trials, none of which is being done now. Friends, let's open some phone lines here today. If you have a question for Dr. Valit, our phone number 800-733-9829, 1-800-733-9829. I, I saw also, Dr. Valit, that they're talking of an inhaled version of the COVID vaccine. Uh, evidently, it's entered its uh, second phase of the human trials in Canada right now. Uh, LifeSite News is reporting that it is... Uh, uh, made with uh, the uh, same abortion-tainted HEK-293 fetal cell lines. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with this new inhaled version that they're uh, that they're experimenting with at this time? I'm familiar with the fact that they're experimenting with it. Again, I don't think it's safe to inhale something into the nasal passages that has a direct track into the brain by the olfactory nerve to be able to cause inflammation in the brain. We already have enough problem with the brain inflammation and micro blood clotting from the COVID shots that are injected into the deltoid muscle that circulate in the bloodstream, cross the blood-brain barrier, and cause the brain to be inflamed with spike protein and the toxic lipid nanoparticle that contains polyethylene glycol, Hmm. the chemical in antifreeze. You know, none of this is medically sound, and we have never had in our history of vaccination worldwide any vaccination that crossed the blood-brain barrier and directly triggered inflammation inside the brain and central nervous system and the nerves themselves. 
Jim, this is very dangerous to be exploring with these technologies this way. Mm-hmm. Very limited human studies, almost no animal studies being done, and partly because they know the damage in animals, so they're not doing the studies now. I mean, this is very ominous, and and I think the public needs to be very skeptical about all these new grand announcements. It's your life at stake, and your body as God designed it, not to be manipulated by mankind's genetic modification attempts that have not been studied. Dr. Vliet, our lines are packed. Uh, let's begin in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Esther, thanks for calling Crosstalk. You're on the air. Hi there. Thanks, you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a question for the doctor or anybody that can answer this question. In a few countries all over the world right now, they are still using the PCR test to gain entry into the countries. How can we discredit the PCR test as it's not even a valid test? It's not even testing for COVID. If we get that out of the way, couldn't a big hurdle be undone? Thank you, Esther. Dr. Vliet. Well, they're violating the law in doing these mandates for unlicensed testing, masking, and vaccination products. They have been getting away with violating the law because no one's holding them accountable. Our elected officials are not holding them accountable. Lawyers are not taking the cases. Judges are not hearing them. This is, I, I go back to my statement um, we are under militarized medical martial law where our constitutional rights and the rule of law is not being followed. And it is going to take we the people pushing back. The reason this young Marine in Japan, U.S. Marine stationed in Japan, the reason she was arrested she was pushing back against the unlawful orders. And it's going to take massive public pushback on the unlawful aspects. And yes, the PCR test was never meant to be diagnostic. Hmm. Esther, thank you for the call. It's not reliable. And when they run the cycles at high numbers, like 45 or 48 cycles, Excuse me, you almost guarantee that you're going to have an 80 to 90 percent false positive rate. And then they say, you've, you've got COVID, therefore you have to follow all these rules. Yeah. Be quarantined or go in the hospital and go on a COVID floor and take remdesivir. And they're using this as a way of controlling people. Let's uh, pick up with our next caller. We have Star calling in from Marshfield, Wisconsin. Star, you're on the air. Okay, I had heard that they want to combine the flu and COVID into one vaccination and that they wanted to put it into the children's, this mRNA and RNA technology into the children's vaccine schedule. My question is, do they plan on ever taking our old medications like for heart and things like that that people get on regular schedule now and putting the mRNA technology in there and possibly doing it without us even knowing it. Thank you, Star, for the question. Dr. Vallee. That's exactly what they've said they want to do, and that's why we think the FDA announced in April of, of 2022 that they were no longer going to be requiring the pharmaceutical companies to disclose changes existing vaccines, changes and modifications to ones that are currently approved, and basically they're waiving the manufacturing practices and standards and oversight for quality and safety. So they're throwing all of that out the window, which is what the FDA was set up to do, and they're not doing it. So, yes, the public is becoming a vast human experiment, we're all guinea pigs, and the best thing to do is think about the common sense principles our grandmothers taught us. If you get sick with 
a cold or flu, you stay home, you stay hydrated, you take aspirin, and you eat chicken soup, and use the common sense approaches and early treatment antiviral medicines we have, and vitamin D and vitamin C and zinc, all of the nutraceuticals and vitamins we've been using for early treatment, all of these viral illnesses are very treatable if you start early and stay home, rest, and follow all the common sense guidelines our grandmothers taught us. You don't need all of these vaccines that are questionable safety, and we don't know what they're now putting in them. Star, thank you for the call. Let's go next to Zach calling in. Hi, Zach, you're on the air. Hi. Uh, so I got a comment and a question. Um, I just wanted to say uh, we, the people, need to demand Nuremberg trials and uh, also um, uh, the tetanus shot. Is there uh, an alternative for that, um, especially for people who uh, work with their hands so they can achieve immunity without taking that uh, uh, vaccine? You know, that's a good question. I think the older, um, the, the, the currently available tetanus shots, to my knowledge, have not been altered. Um, I can't speak to what they plan to do going forward. So given that tetanus shots last approximately 10 years, sometimes longer, depending on the situation and the person and the way your body handles it, uh, my suggestion is if you think you may need it and you're coming due for one, get it a little sooner and use up some of the existing supplies. I don't, there's no way to give you a direct, verifiable answer because we don't know what changes they are making. They're not telling us. Hmm. He brought up That's Nuremberg the as well. thing for me as a mm-hmm. physician. He brought up Nuremberg as well. Is it, I mean, do we need to demand this, uh, the Nuremberg trials? We have been demanding it, Jim. M- military people who are retired have been demanding it. Doctors, citizens, lawyers even. What people don't realize is that in order to convene a Nuremberg-style military tribunal court of law proceeding, it requires an active duty flag officer in the U.S. military or another country's military. It requires a currently serving active duty flag officer to convene the military tribunal. And so far, we have not had any active duty flag officers in the United States military who've had the courage to take that step in response to lawyers doctors, and we the people asking for it. Appreciate the call here, Zach. We're up against a break. Uh, Dr. Elizabeth Lee, the lead, our guest here today on Crosstalk, and again, uh, her website, truthforhealth.org. The other site she gave earlier, vaxchoice.com, with a double X, vaxchoice.com. We'll be uh, taking more of your calls right after the break. You're listening to Crosstalk. For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. Last Friday, I did something I've been wanting to do for many, many years, but just never took the time to do. I was speaking in the Nashville, Tennessee area, and I finally got to do it, and that is visit the home of President Andrew Jackson, the Hermitage. I find him to be a fascinating historical individual. He was our seventh president of the United States. In my book, Grave Influence, that I wrote in 2008 and came out in 2009, I gave a segment of his farewell address in which he warned about a central bank. As president, he did away with a central bank and warned America to never get a central bank ever again. That the bankers, due to their greed and corruption, would expand the money supply when it suited them and then contract it when it would protect their assets, having a ruinous effect upon America. He warned to never do this. We didn't listen. We got the Federal Reserve in 1913, and now look at where we're at. I'm Brandon House.
This is Crosstalk on VCY America. Dr. Elizabeth Lee Valide is with us here today. And uh, taking your calls at Crosstalk Lines are packed. Uh, we'll seek to get as many calls in as possible on the broadcast today. Uh, just before we go back to the calls, Dr. Valide, uh, if people listening right now, they themselves or family member have, have suffered injury uh, due to the shot, you're asking them to come to your site and fill out a form. Yes, we created the Citizens Vaccine Injury Reporting System, or CBEARS, because BEARS was not doing the job. They made it difficult for people to use it deliberately. They're very intimidating in the language on it. It's very time-consuming, and they're not reporting all of the data that's being submitted. And we knew that, and we have whistleblowers who have confirmed that, who work for the CDC. So we created, as a public charity, the Citizens Vaccine Injury Reporting Form, and we are, we don't disclose anyone's identity, but we are responding to people who want us to reach out and provide some ideas for medical help, legal help, and we are summarizing the data, and we are looking at state-by-state getting it to investigators in the state's where we are networking with the investigators so that they can start investigating the criminal fraud that has been perpetrated on the American people by these companies. Hmm. Folks, you can find out more info, truthforhealth.org. Let's go to Gary next, calling from Mellon, Wisconsin. Gary, you're on the air. Good afternoon, Dr. Jim. Hi there. Hi. I just had a physical, pre-op physical, because I'm going in the hospital next week. And part of it was to have your labs drawn, your blood. And uh, the first uh, vial that came out, came out fine. And the second one only came out half full. I've had it just done a number, a number of times. But I've also had the COVID, the double shot, and one booster. I just wondered if that could be an indication of a blood clot since the second vial was only maybe a third full. Well, it could be several things. It could be that you weren't well hydrated and the blood was a little thick and didn't flow properly. It could be technique of the person drawing your blood. Maybe they moved the needle. It wasn't flowing. And it certainly is something that you should consider looking at the tests that we put in the vaccine injury treatment guide on our website and asking for some of these measures of blood clot risk and inflammation risk and talk with your doctors to get these tests. If they're not suggesting the tests, you can ask for them. And many of the tests on our list, you can go online to things like request a test. Most of the labs have those options for people to order their own tests, you can order yourself. Others are diagnostic tests. You can't order yourself, but you can ask your doctor to order for you. Mm. Thank you, Gary, for the call. Uh, Barb is next in South Dakota. Barb, you're on the air. I'm calling to ask if there is documented evidence on the damage from remdesivir. My husband died two weeks ago, about a year and a half after having a course of remdesivir. I'm so sorry, Barb. Is there a chance it's related? Oh, there's massive documentation of the toxicity of remdesivir and multiple lawsuits on that very point. In fact, we are working on several in Truth for Health Foundation, and we welcome any donors who want to support our legal action because we are working on multiple fronts for these wrongful deaths. We're working with some very good attorneys on it. And the damage from remdesivir was known in at least 2012 to 2014 in the Ebola clinical trials, where it caused over half of the patients to die, and they had to stop using it in the clinical trial and continued the other three drugs that did not cause over 50% of the patients to die. Remdesivir has a 25% kidney damage and kidney failure risk that we've borne out in the data since it's been used in the U.S. for COVID. 
in my medical opinion, it should never have been approved for COVID, and Fauci got up there knowing the data from the Ebola trials and told the public this is the gold standard for COVID on the basis of one flawed test that did not show any benefit on survival. Hmm. It's, it's all the way around. It's been a criminal fraud on the public. Barb, we're so I'm sorry, so sorry for so the sp- loss of your husband. It's, it's just tragic that people are still being forced to get that toxic drug. Is there a way to join a class action lawsuit on such a thing, or where does it... There's not a class action lawsuit that that I'm familiar with right at the moment, but if you will reach out to the COVID care strategy team at Truth for Health Foundation and provide some details about what happened, we can assist you, perhaps, with looking at where there are lawsuits that might benefit your situation. Okay, thank you very much. We are not a law firm. We're a public charity. Mm -hmm. But we have a medical freedom legal defense fund that donors provide designated gifts to us, and then we are contracting with attorneys that are experienced in how to take these cases forward to help people. And there are a number of ongoing efforts and I'm familiar with most of them in different states. So a lot depends on where you live, what the circumstances are, and we'll do our best to connect you with resources we know about. Thank, thank you, Barb. And thank again, you so much. Yeah, I do echo. We are so sorry for the, for the loss of, of your husband. Thank you. Thank you for calling. Well, friends, uh, I wish we had more time. We're just less than 30 seconds left in the broadcast here today. Dr. Elizabeth, uh, your closing thought for the listeners. Please, everyone, listen to the warnings and understand this is a spiritual as well as medical, economic, and political battle. Life and freedom are God's gifts. The government is usurping God. Let's turn back to God act in faith, and stand up against this assault on God's gifts. Dr. Elizabeth Lee Valit, the website truthforhealth.org. And Dr. Valit, thank you for carving out the time to join us here on Crosstalk today. Anytime for you, Jim. Thank you for your great work. Great. Thank you so much. And uh, friends, again, the website truthforhealth.org. You can get more information there on so many of the issues that uh, Dr. Valit talked about here today on the broadcast. Friends, thanks so much for tuning in to Crosstalk. Tell a friend about the information you learn from the broadcast. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the Internet from BCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Tape Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208. Or download by RSS or podcast from crosstalkamerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk.